It's me, it's me, it's the ROB once again right here on Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everybody to Perched on the Top Rope. There is no Lee Walker tonight. You're vibing tonight with the ROB and no longer the TO double D. No TO, just double D, two Ds for one. Alex Todd. Rob, how What's you doing going today? on, buddy? Ah, same old, same old. There's a lot going on in wrestling lately, though. Um, you know, I know we have seen in the last week there have been some major, major cuts in the WWE, and we're going to talk about them tonight. How are you feeling Absolutely. about this? I'm I'm feeling as good as you can be. Um, you know, I I I know I still got my job. Um, you know, unlike others, but. Uh, you know, it's it's never easy when when people get uh, get released from their contracts. But I have a you know I have a strong feeling that the people that were released, uh, the men and the women, are are all going to end up on their feet. Um, and I think you're going to see talent that was released prior to this. Um, they're going to be scrambling now to try and um, sign with somebody before these guys and their 90 day uh, clauses come up because. You know, once there's once everybody's out in the in the battle royal of free agency, if you will, um, you know, I, I, I think it's it's going to oversaturate the market um, and make contracts a little harder to obtain. Absolutely, because I was going to say, I think the one biggest difference I noticed with this round of release compared to others, you know, you know we usually in some form or fashion see some sort of releases post WrestleMania season. It happens almost every year, regardless of pandemic. But I think this was one of the most star-studded, the, the past two, the past two rounds of releases, um, this round of releases and the earlier one with, you know, Samoa Joe and Chelsea Green and them. Um, I, I'd say these two rounds of releases have been some of the more star-studded ones we've seen in recent memories. Usually you see a lot of lower people on the poll, which there were a couple here, but there were a lot of big names in these last two rounds of releases you had guys like alistair black braun Strowman, ruby riot lana uh samoa joe chelsea green tom phillips even if we're going into the announcers um something's going on because they're starting to release a lot of bigger names that everybody else prior to this would have seen as being wwe lifers oh absolutely and and i think if you take a look you know when the releases happened i think a lot of people initially uh, were, were shell-shocked with the names, but what people weren't doing was taking a, a, a deeper look into their contracts um, mm. and the dollars and cents that played a role and played a factor in um, most of these, if not all of them, uh, both the first round and the second round of talent being released. You had Braun Strowman, who probably uh, was the biggest name I would say out of the, the, the two rounds, you know, maybe him and Samoa Joe, Absolutely. but both, both, both Braun and Samoa Joe had a million plus guarantee. Mm -hmm. um, Braun was 1.25 million. And if WWE is going down the road that I firmly believe that they are going down, which is a, an eventual sale, the whole needing to make your bottom line look better than it does um, as good as the WWE bottom line already looks it makes it look even better when an impending sale comes. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Vince is always trying to make those quarterly incomes look as good as he possibly can. And if they are going down the route that you 
believe that they are going down and a lot of people believe they're going down and there's a lot of trimming to be done because they've kind of uh done the opposite in the past couple of years because they've been too busy talent hoarding and trying to keep certain talents away from other companies and now they're like well if we're gonna sell shit we have too many people that we're paying and now it looks like we're not making enough money it sucks because You've got a guy like Braun Strowman where this should have never had to happen. But unfortunately, from you know stuff I've heard too, he when he renegotiated his contract in 2019, he made a, a bigger mistake that guys like Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns tend not to make. Whereas, you know, those guys have it written into their contracts that they can't be cut during budget cuts, from what I understand. And from what I understand, Braun Strowman didn't simply did not end up doing that. And it's, it's unfortunate for him because, you know, he should have been with that company for life. But I, I don't see, unless he decides not to sign with somebody else, I don't see him not being picked up by somebody else. Oh, 100%. And, and, and you know, that's, that's what I was saying about all of these talents. I don't envision any of them not landing on their feet somewhere. I mean, a lot of these people in this recent round should have never had to worry about losing a job. They should have been some of the people that had the best job security during this whole pandemic situation, maybe with the exception of someone like Aleister Black, only because his, you know, Selena Vega, his girlfriend had some issues with them already. But I mean, in his case, he just re-debuted on television with an insane popular new character that was already in the main event scene. So I think it shocked a lot of people to see him gone so quickly. Yeah, but I mean, uh, with with the, the the guy in charge who's doing the the, the chopping, um, Nick Khan, he is not working hand in hand with the talent. He his sole purpose, and and again, this goes back to what I was mentioning earlier. His sole purpose in life and and his resume is he's brought in when a company needs to to trim up its trim up the fat if you will mm -hmm. um to prepare for an impending sale he was he was responsible one of the main players responsible for um people may remember wachovia bank um now it's wells fargo so when right. wachovia bank was going to wells fargo nick khan was actually brought in to trim the wachovia executives um and find ways to make Wachovia's bottom line better than it already was so that when Wells Fargo was looking to purchase it and acquire it, it made it the sale price that much better. Um, so that's, that's what Nick Khan's purpose is. He does not care if you were in the main event last night or not in the main event last night. If, if he finds a way where he can trim budgets and make things look good for an impending sale, then that's what he's going to do. Um, and, and that's why Alistair fell the way he did. Lana had a multi-million dollar contract, hard to believe, but she did. She re-signed for five years and it was worth multi-millions of dollars. Um, so it made sense to get rid of her. As I mentioned before, Braun Strowman had $1.25 million on his contract every year. So it made sense to get rid of him. Um, Tom Phillips, I'm sure he was in the high, high six figures. I was going to so, say he's been there for almost 10 years at this point. Yeah, so he probably was in the high six figures, um, working just under Michael Cole, who who is is you know over a million dollars as it is. Um, so it, it it's 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 part of it's just business. It's nothing personal. It's just business, and that's you know if they are going to go down the road of this sale, you're going to see a lot more people sadly cut than than you know than you know of right now. Right. And, and it, you know, a lot of these pieces are actually starting to make sense because, 
you know, between Nick Khan coming in, now he's been appointed to the board of directors. It seems like Vince hasn't cared about anything that they've been putting on television lately, which would make sense if he's selling the company because then it's not his problem anymore. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's sad at the same time because you're seeing a lot of people now that were, you know, some of people's favorites. Like I, I specifically still stuck around you know, and watch the little bit of television that I did for WWE to see guys like Braun Strowman or Aleister Black or Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, I grew up watching Samoa Joe. You know, I'm a, I was a huge TNA fan. You know, yeah. seeing guys like Samoa Joe on the roster, I was one of the main reasons that I was still watching. And it's just, it's, it's sad because I think you're also seeing a lot of people that are, you know, you've got those people that'll sit there and say, I'm not going to watch WWE anymore. And then they turn their television back on and watch it. But it's starting to get to the point where those people aren't turning their television on anymore. Yeah, you're, you're definitely seeing that with the ratings. I think uh, they said Raw, uh, what was it, SmackDown did a 1.7, mm. um, which, you know, that was the overnight rating. So when you factor in the plus three, um, you know, you're probably going to get maybe to a 1.9, um, which is horrendous. Right. But, you know, Raw obviously is not doing any better. And, and NXT, God, uh, 500,000, 400,000. Yeah. That's, that's, that's atrocious. That's well, think, atrocious. Especially think, when they're the only thing on television on Tuesday night. Right. And I think a big part of the issue with NXT now is too, is, uh, compared to, you know, the NXT we knew from maybe 2014 or 2015 on until about right about when the pandemic started, it's not the same show anymore. They've started incorporating a lot of the silliness that Monday Night Raw and SmackDown sometimes have. They've started incorporating all the Vince-isms that, you know, all of that stuff that wasn't being shown on NXT that made NXT stand out. NXT is similar to Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. And I really won't even include Friday Night SmackDown because that's the only show that's keeping this company afloat right now. And to be honest, it's because of the stuff that Roman Reigns is currently doing. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100%. But, you know, like I said, with the talent that got released, um, you know, they're going to have a chance now to probably flourish where they weren't being used uh, as well as they could have been or should have been in WWE. If they go to an Impact Wrestling, if they go to a, a AEW, um, if they go to NWA, whatever they, they may choose to do, um, you know, they're going to have an opportunity to flourish, flourish more than they did in WWE, especially someone like Lana. Um, you know, I think she, um, she's going to need to take a hefty pay cut, but if she wants to be with her husband every single week, um, you know, AEW makes perfect sense, but I would like to see her more in a manager role and not a wrestling role. I know she's come a long way as a wrestler, but I I'd like to see her more of a, of a manager for Rusev or Miro, if you will. Um, then I would seeing her in the ring. I don't think, uh, and this is not necessarily a knock on Lana, but I don't think she can. Uh, go toe-to-toe with many of the women that AEW has to offer in the women's wrestling division. Um, you know, Britt Baker uh, and, and, the, and, and uh, Red Velvet um, and people like that, I, I think will just run rings around her and make her look silly. So maybe, maybe stay more in the managerial type role. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's right. nothing wrong with that at all. I was going to say, you saw Miss Elizabeth become one of the most popular women in wrestling just from being a manager. And, you know, it doesn't mean that she can't wrestle ever for the rest of her career. You know, being a manager was what got her the popularity that she had to begin with. 
And you can keep that going, like copy what WWE did with her. Rusa first came in, not exactly, but you know, you have her stick to that manager role. And if the storyline calls for it, you have her still training. Obviously, she's going to be around the other women. She's still going to be training, even if she's just a manager. If the time calls for it, you put her in the ring, and then that goes over wildly. So you know, I could have, I could definitely see her doing that. I, I have a feeling that's going to be one of the no-brainer. Uh, signings out of a lot of these releases but Rob I'm actually going to do something that I didn't tell you about ahead of time I think you're going to like this a little bit I have a list here of some of the bigger names that have been released this year it's going to be some that were in the first cut set of cuts some in the second and just you know a couple that were here and there that also got released I'm going to go through some of these names and I want to hear where you think they're going to end up okay Okay, so we're going to start, I'm going to start over in uh, the regular, you know, this, the backstage personnel and stuff like that. Um, we only have a couple of big names here. I'm going to go through and see if you think either A, they're going to end up in another company or B, that they're going to leave wrestling in general. Okay. So first, WWE Raw commentator recently released Adnan Virk. He's going to go back to ESPN. He's already uh, with Major League Baseball Network right now. So okay. awesome. don't don't come back. Yeah, no, no offense to him. He's good at what he does, but he was not ready for this. Exactly. Okay. Um, and these are going to be, you know, fly by the seat of your pants. I just want to get your quick answer and see where you think they're going. Tom Phillips. Uh, maybe Impact. Okay. Maybe back to ESPN. All right. We're moving on to wrestlers. Lars Sullivan released in January 2021. Nowhere. Nowhere done with wrestling. Done with wrestling. Okay. I think I think the stories that came out about him is just he's not going to overcome that. Absolutely. Uh, Mojo Raleigh. Ah, uh, where is uh, I, uh, where is um, the action figure guy? Uh, Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Matt he's Cardona. at Impact, isn't yep. he? Yep. He's technically an Impact wrestling. So let's go with Impact. Impact wrestling. Alrighty. Wesley Blake. Mm, nwa okay i could i could see him fitting in there real well um speaking of that we're gonna go off and we're gonna go on to wesley blake's former tag team partner buddy murphy uh impact okay i could see them either impact in new japan um if he goes to if he goes to new japan he'll have the freedom to to do one-offs with aew without having to sign a contract with them so i could see him going to japan and recreating himself I could almost see him taking a Kenny Omega type route and going from like the junior heavyweights all the way up into like the heavyweight division and dominating that. Absolutely. I think the sky's the limit for him. So that's, that's good to see. Um, we're not going to talk about Bo Dallas because it sounds like Bo Dallas is actually retired from what I've heard. It seems like he is planning on uh, him and real estate. Yeah. And I think him and Liv Morgan are planning on taking up a real estate business. Um, released April 15th, 2021 Kalisto. Uh Probably impact. Okay. I was talking they, to Lee about that one. And I think Kalisto could be the face of the X division, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think impact uses a lot of the international stars, okay. um, you know, so I could see him going to impact. All right. Uh, one half of heavy machinery released April 15th, 2021 Tucker. Oh God. He's going to have to get repackaged, but probably impact to start off with. Okay. A lot of these guys, a lot of these guys, you have to understand a lot of these guys, when, when, when they're lower level tier guys, mm-hmm. okay, they got to go to a place like impact or NWA to re imagine themselves. They can't go. He's not going to go to AEW as Tucker. 
Um, and AEW wouldn't have anything to do with him and doesn't have anything for him as Tucker. Um, so he, he's going to have to go to like an impact or an AEW to reinvent himself. Um, I was watching impact the other day and I think, uh, uh, big Cass is over there and he's doing well reinventing himself. I was so, actually just about to mention him when you said that him, uh, yeah. playing that, uh, W Morrissey character right now. Yes. He's actually terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And he's jacked up. Oh and he's God. jacked up. He so, was in better shape than he was in when he was in WWE. And that's that's what I'm getting at is, is some of these guys, they have to go to an impact so that they can reimagine themselves and, and no knock on impact, but they don't get the kind of viewership that AEW and WWE does, right. not even close. So therefore, you get a chance to, to actually hone your craft and, and, and actually work on improving yourself um, over there a lot easier than you would in an AEW or a WWE. Absolutely. All right. We're moving on to some of the bigger names now. Um, we've got also released on April 15th, Chelsea Green. She's going to go to um, uh, Impact because of Matt. Okay. Yeah. And I can also see that working too, because she's an Impact Wrestling alumni as well. Yeah. So I could see her going there with Matt and then the two of them eventually moving on to another company together. Um, released on April 15th, Mickey James. Yeah. Uh, if she comes back, maybe NWA to be with Nick. I think uh, but I think she's super happy doing country music. Um, and, and also, she's got a, a thing, Gaw TV, with Victoria. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. It's like her and Victoria and uh, SoCal Val. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I'll have to check Three it out. Three Hot Chicks having tea. Yeah, I, I, I'll watch that any day of the week. All right, moving on. My favorite women's tag team of all time, the Iconics. I hope they go to AEW. Um, first of all, uh, Peyton Royce's husband is in AEW, um, Sean Spears. And the Iconics have both already said that they won't go any place without the other. So if, if Peyton, and she's already got an inside edge there at AEW, I think they would be phenomenal over there. Absolutely. I think they would be successful either there, or I also think they would be beneficial to impact wrestling as well, because they have the knockouts tag division over there. If they do go to AEW, AEW needs to get on making a women's tag team division. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. They, they would, they can easily be this one of the stars of that women's division. I could see them doing like a heel backup team for Brett Baker too, and making like this awesome stable. So I'd be okay with that. All right. This is one of the big ones from that first round of cuts, Samoa Joe. Uh, he's an Impact alumni. Uh, would love to see him go there, but I think because he's he's kind of outgrown that, I'm going to go with AEW. Okay. I could see a Samoa Joe-Kenny Omega rivalry. Uh, left WWE on April 30th, 2021, Daniel Bryan. Did he really leave, though? Well, as of right now, he's technically, as far as we know, not with the company. If he's not with the company, where do you see him going? If he's not with the company, I would say New Japan. Okay, I agree with that one. All right. Uh, Alexander Wolf released on May 19th, 2021. Uh, impact. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he's got uh, Sawyer Fulton over in Impact, too, and they were in the original Sanity together, so they could do something with that. Yeah. Um, Velveteen Dream. <laughs> uh well he's got to get out of legal trouble first um but he would be a good impact he would be a very good impact wrestling talent okay um, he would be very good at nwa as well absolutely i have a feeling that 
if what he's saying is true and you know he was honest about the situation and nothing actually happened i don't think we've seen the last of him at all um you've already gone ahead with lana and you've said we should probably plan on seeing her in aew i'm gonna go ahead and agree with that one ruby riot uh i think she would be great in aew um she's she's a phenomenal wrestler so therefore go where the talent is um she would have great matches with Britt baker and the rest of the women talent that's over there absolutely i agree uh we've got two more uh just recently seen on friday night smackdown alistair black i think he's probably gonna end up in aew okay yep all right and the big man braun Strowman. if he chooses to come back to wrestling um he would he would be AEW if okay. he chooses to come back to wrestling. There's there's so many stories out there that he promised Vince he wouldn't ever work for anybody else. But then again, he also didn't think he'd ever be fired. So and we've also seen guys like Chris Jericho say he promised he'd never wrestle for anybody but Vince, and now he's the face of AEW. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that was because Vince pissed him off. So Fair enough. All right. So I'm glad I got your thoughts on that. And it'll be interesting to, when we see some of these guys debut, kind of go back and see how it compared up to our predictions. Um, I'm going to move on now. We are going to let you take the floor. I know there's some stuff that you wanted to talk about as far as this possible impending sale of WWE. And I'm just going to let you have the floor and let you talk. Well, I just think that, as I mentioned, when we started the show, Nick Khan, has a resume of being the, the man that's brought in when a company, a large company is looking to um, make themselves more appealing for a sale. Um, and that's why we're seeing all the things that we're seeing right now. Nick Khan is not a wrestling person, um, never claimed to be. He, that's his sole role and that's his, his, his job in life. Um, and once the WWE is sold, because I do firmly believe that that's what this is setting up for. It's going to be between NBC Universal and it's going to be apparently between my company, Walt Disney World. Um, it's 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 going to you know it's going to be a battle between them. From what I'm understanding, it's going to be between three and four billion dollars. Um, the last time Disney paid four billion dollars for something, they turned it into something halfway decent that turned into probably twenty billion, which would be Star Wars. Um, you know we've got a land. Uh, over at Disney's Hollywood Studios called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge that brings in millions and millions on a daily basis. So I think, you know, as far as what the product would turn into, I don't know. But this is what Nick Khan is, has been brought in to do. Um, and don't let anybody think otherwise. He, uh, his sole resume in life, and once WWE is sold, he will go on to another company when other major acquisitions are going to be happening. And you watch that the whole role in that is to is to trim the fat, if you will, to, to make it more appealing, the bottom line for a sale. Um, that being said, there's several different things we have to look at. Number one, it's going to be stock price. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince McMahon owns 38% of the WWE stock that is out there. Um, I'm sure Stephanie and Triple H um, and Shane and everybody else within the company has several, several portions of, of stock. Disney right now, um, when I was talking with Lee the other day, is trading at $176 a share, $176 a share. WWE is trading at about 40 When w- If WWE gets acquired by Walt Disney, the WWE stock turns into Walt Disney stock. So that means you're getting almost four to one 
or over four to one if WWE is at $40. So that's going to be appealing to a lot of shareholders. Um, that's going to play a factor in who do we sell to. Um, NBC is, is selling stock at $56 a share. So $16 versus four times what, what your stock is worth. I think you can kind of see from a business perspective where they would want to go with that. Um, the, the thing that concerns me with Walt Disney is they've never had, and I've asked several of my coworkers, um, Disney has never had a racy or raunchy or foul movie or show or anything of any kind. Mm -hmm. So it concerns me from a, if we're in a PG era right now, what would we turn into if Disney purchased it? Right. Um, NBC Universal, at least you can make the argument, has um, uh, SVU, they have Law and Order, they have all these different cop crime shows and things like that that have violence, have murder, have things like that in it. So they can go a little, they can go to that, that line there, that edge, if you will. Um, so it, it really, um, and, and another perspective to consider for NBC Universal is they're paying um, a half a, is it a half a billion dollars or a billion dollars to air raw? Mm. They just signed a deal to air raw. Um, and they also paid a billion dollars to for five years for the rights to use the WWE network. Right. Um, obviously, if they're going to get in the mix of purchasing WWE, there's money saved there on the NBC Universal side. Right. So they, they've already got their foot halfway through the door on that one. Yeah. And they own the network. So, you know, Disney, number one, would need to find a network. Um, right. We do have Fox. So, you know, a lot of the a lot of the the genius writers out there were saying, well, Fox Entertainment and Fox Corporation is going to come in and and be a major player in this. Jackass, guess who owns Fox? Walt Disney. So, um, you know, you've got SmackDown that's on Fox. You've got Raw and NXT that's on USA. Those two powerhouses are going to come head to head. The other thing is, even with a sale, if we do have a sale, it's not going to fully transition for at least a year and a half. Um, both companies, whether it's NBC Universal or Disney, are going to want to have their own people put in place to run the company. Mm -hmm. um, so therefore, if they're going to have their own people come in to run the company, they're going to have to have they're going to have to pay the WWE employees to train and transition the new people coming in. Um, you know, and I, and I have these conversations with, with Sonny Ono all the time. Um, I'm curious to know who Disney would look towards um, for something like this. NBC Universal has always had Dick Ebersol, um, and they've got different guys that work, that have w done work with WWE, so they would have a f familiarity with it um you know this would be other than a content grab for w uh, for disney this would be something uh, they really would have to you know do do some due diligence and do some real homework with um but from disney's perspective i believe they're they're trying to do trying to acquire this or would be trying to acquire this 
for content purposes, mm -hmm. um, you know, the network subscriptions. And if Disney can up its network subscriptions by 2 million, because they would be the sole in sole possession of uh, the WWE content and WWE subscribers would have to go there, you know, but again, you've got a five-year deal with NBC universal right now on the network. So that is going to play a factor as well. But with the with the, the the different terminations that we've just had recently, and the terminations that are to come, there are more people on a legal pad in Nick Khan's office. I can guarantee you, there are more people on a legal pad in his office. The, I think it's going to be more and more. We're going to see that transition come come to fruition. Absolutely, I totally agree. Um, the only counterpoint I have, as far as Disney taking the acquisition over is, um, you know, I know how you were talking about how some of the certain things on the network might not be appealing to Disney because it might be a little non-PG. But uh, the one thing I also thought of is they've got all the Marvel movies on the Disney Plus network right now, and there is definitely death in them. So I've, if Disney wants it bad enough, they can find a way around it, whether it's parental locks on the network or, you know, putting uh, the Marvel movies on the WWE stuff in their own like explicit category. I could definitely see them taking that route because, you know, they want to own everything. No offense. I know you work for them, but it's true. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, uh, a spade's a spade. But, um, and I think that, like you said, the major reason that you've got those two is the front runners right now is they're already doing business with them you know you've got them doing business with fox to put on friday night smackdown and you've got them having recently just selling selling the network and you know nbc's got that i have a feeling if the company actually gets sold we're not going to have three television shows a week anymore they're no. going to they're going to move it down to if they want to keep a weekly show on there they're going to move it down to one and it's probably going to be friday night smackdown at this point well from from I can understand moving NXT back to the network. Um, right. It's not generating what it should. And if anything, it would probably uh, push 600,000 uh, subscriptions guaranteed uh, for those diehard NXT fans. Right. If you're getting, if let's take it from both perspectives. Okay. If you're NBC Universal, Fox is paying to a billion dollars to air SmackDown on Fox every Friday night. So mm -hmm. NBC is going to want that money. Right. So they're going to leave that show on. And if NBC Universal is paying a billion dollars to air Raw, Disney's going to want that money too. Right. So they'll take that money. One hand is going to wash the other. I don't think we'll lose Raw and I don't think we'll lose SmackDown. Um, I think the, the, the one that you will lose is going to be NXT. It's going to go back to a, a subscription on the network um, to kind of force the 600,000 subscribers who may not have the network now, you know, a lot of people may have fallen off the WWE network when NXT went pub, you know, when NXT went on USA, right. You know, a lot of people may have just gotten rid of their subscription because the one thing that they were diehard about was NXT. And now that I can watch it for free on USA, then I don't need the subscription. Absolutely. And let's be honest, the way WWE does pay-per-views, even if you miss it, they're going to have rematches Monday night and, and Friday night if it's a co-branded pay-per-view. So you're going to see the same fights anyways. Right. And usually the main points of the pay-per-view you can find on YouTube anyway. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I think uh, you know, you also have to think of it this way. What more 
does Vince McMahon have to accomplish? Exactly. Uh, he took he took a regional promotion back in 1982, or actually 1979. Uh, it was actually yesterday. Um, back in 1979, he purchased the WWF from his father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took it from what was a regional New York promotion to this global phenomenon. He's selling the rights to air Raw and SmackDown respectively for a billion dollars each the only thing really left for him to do is to sell this conglomerate for four billion dollars and be the biggest giant in wrestling history absolutely no one is ever going to come close to that and and you know i think the only two companies that really can do that unless Jeff Bezos from Amazon wants to, to dip his hat in professional wrestling, NBC Universal and Walt Disney, I think are the only two that, that stand a chance uh, to put something like this together. And they have the networks. If someone, if someone like a Jeff Bezos, let's just take for argument's sake, wanted to try and come in and buy this, he would be in the same position that Eric Bischoff was in back when he tried to purchase WCW. Who's yeah. going to give you a network? No one, you can have the WWE, but the WWE without television is worthless. Mm-hmm. So, you know, NBC and, Univ- and Fox, I think, would, would freeze out whoever, if, if an outside entity, which it, it's not going to happen. But if an outside entity were to come into factor, they would freeze them out. Nice. Um, you know, so, so it's going to come down between those two giants. Um, and, and, you know, if you haven't already purchased wwe stock now might be the time to purchase it because as i said if disney does purchase wwe wwe stock turns into disney stock and disney stock is trading at 176 dollars a share as of two days ago and it's only going up right so you'll you'll make a lot of money on that and uh, you know it's it's just a crazy time to think that if this really happens this this answers the age-old question you know everybody's been asking this since probably I'd say early thousands, maybe since basically since the Triple H, Stephanie romance in real life started, everybody's been asking who's Vince going to hand down the company to when he finally decides to hang his boots up. And I remember there's been a good number of times that, um, you know, some people like JR thought it was going to be Triple H. There's other people that thought it was going to be Shane, other people that thought it was going to be Stephanie. And now it really looks like he plans on hanging, handing it down to absolutely nobody unless he's selling it. Well, and, and the other thing to consider too, a lot of people would, would, would think like that and say, well, why would he sell it instead of handing it down to, to one of them? When 20 years ago, when WWE purchased WCW, and he basically put all of wrestling business. He, he was the only game in town. Mm-hmm. Wrestling took a fall for many, many, many years. Some might say wrestling took a fall all the way up until about a year ago when AEW came into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's taken him this long to build back the, the hype he had back when the Monday Night Wars was going on. Mm-hmm. Do we really want to wait another 20 years and does his family and Triple H and Stephanie and Shane and whomever, do they really want to wait another 20 years for, an op- for a potential opportunity at $4 billion? I think he probably 
is looking at it from the perspective of I better get out now because it took me 20 years, 20 plus years to get back to where I was. Right. So, you know, that I think is a huge factor in why, why now would he consider selling? And the answer is simple. It took him 20 something years to get back to this plateau that he's at. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to get out. You know, you, you, you take a look at things like Bitcoin and, and stock investments and things like that. And everything is always a gamble. And you always, when you invest in something, you always want to find out when is going to be the best time. I always want to get out when uh, at the very top, as high as I possibly can. Now I think is his high as he possibly can kind of deal. Um, because if he doesn't get out now, he may find himself, you know, instead of the company being worth four billion, it could be worth maybe a half a half a billion. Um, you know, and that's a, that's 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 we're not talking about uh, ten bucks here. Exactly. It's you know it's going to be a sad day too because I know a lot of us we bitch and moan and complain about the WWE. Some of the product lately has been awful, but when it's it's finally sold and it's not under that Vince McMahon regime. I think they're I think you're gonna see a lot of the hardcore fans that have held on for a while just stop watching for good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think that's that's bound to happen. Um I know it's gonna be a sad day when when you don't have the one constant that you've had, no matter what companies have come and gone, whether it's you know, Crockett or WCW or TNA or Impact or the NWA or whatever the case may be, Vince was always that constant. And I think when time comes that he's no longer going to be that constant, it's it's going to be nerve wracking for a lot of people. Um, but I also think that if if and when this comes to fruition, it's going to be it's going to send shockwaves through the wrestling world in the sense that now we probably are gonna, I would venture to say, head back towards the territory type uh, situations. I think that NBC and Disney are not going to structure their contracts similar to the way WWE has structured their contracts in the standpoint from uh, the exclusivity. Um, You know, if, if Ron Killings wants to come to Orlando and do a, a show with me, um and and him and i discuss money and and everything works out then he's going to be free to do that whereas now you have to go through john laranitis and corporate and they don't let them go and if they do it's for 10 times the price that they should be going for so i i think this sale while scary on the surface is is going to be good for so many people um talent and 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 fans and promoters all over the place and you also you also get the possibility of possible crossovers in the future because i know nbc they've they've done crossover television shows before if the money's right with another company if AEW and tony khan and shag khan show up with enough money and nbc or disney owns the wwe now i'm sure you'll get some big matches between different companies if the money's right absolutely because now egos are not going to be involved Right. And, and I, and it doesn't happen right now is because Vince will not let it happen. Exactly. And, and I also think, you know, you, you, everyone always talks about these uh, interpromotion relationships and things like that. Um, and you notice that WWE never has any, and it's because of the WWE ego. Mm-hmm. If the WWE gets sold to NBC or to Disney, that ego is going to go out the door 
And both of those conglomerates are going to say, what is going to make us the most money? And if it's doing something with New Japan, I could care less if the New Japan talent goes over or my WWE guys go over, because at the end of the day, it really is just TV. And if Iron Man dies, then the Hulk is over here. And if the Hulk dies, then we got Spider-Man back here. There's there both NBC and and Disney are in the movie making and television business. So they're not going to have these bruised egos of Vince constantly needing his talent to go over, uh, which is why these relationships don't work with so many of these foreign uh, foreign entities. And I don't mean foreign in the sense of foreign countries. I'm talking about other wrestling promotions. Right. Um, You know, that's why you don't see an AEW working with a WWE outside of letting Chris Jericho do a a Steve Austin podcast or or things of that nature. you know, once WWE is sold, those egos are no longer going to be bruised. That's a fair assessment. My last question, if Disney buys WWE, does that make Seth Rollins a Disney princess? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am sure, I am sure, um, you know, we do, we do every year when the, when the Super Bowl ends, we have a, a the parade down Main Street and the Super Bowl MVP rides down there and they, they go on all the different rides. I would venture to say the day that Disney purchases WWE, Mickey is going to have a just most destructive float that day when they go riding down Main Street. And I could just see, you know, uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and all these crazy guys on, on the different Disney floats. Um, body slamming some of the characters. It'll be oh, it'll God. be uh, something to behold. You got a pile of wrestlers, and on top of it, it's just a blood-stained Mickey Mouse with the WWE <laughs> championship. You know, so, so you know it, it might not be all bad. You know, I, I you know I'm looking forward to it um, from from many for for for, for many reasons. Uh, one of which, obviously, I work for the company, so um, I definitely would want them. You know, I definitely would want my company coming out on top. Um, and I, you know, and also here's, here's another, uh, thing that I, I, you know, that we failed to mention that I think no matter who gets it, um, I have a feeling that a a very strong feeling that this is what it would go back to. Um, Disney at Hollywood studios has their television studio, NBC universal, obviously because of impact has their television studio in Orlando. Um, you know. I could see them taping the weekly shows there, not touring, and touring the pay-per-views and pay-per-views only. I think the one thing that this pandemic has taught us is we don't need to go on tour to make money. Um, you know, we can do these things in-house with the crowd. Um, you know, and for both uh, Disney and Universal, it could push ticket sales to the theme parks. Um, you know, as well as uh, sales, you know, food sales, merchandise sales, everything like that um, in their own studio. And since they own it, they don't have to rent a building. So again, more cost cutting measures. Eric did it when when WCW, uh, you know, when he when he took over WCW, he made it very simple, taped it universal or and he also actually he actually started taping at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So the, the, the setup is there. 
Um, and like I said, I think the one thing that this has taught us, this pandemic has taught us, is we don't have to go on tour uh, to produce weekly episodic television. Absolutely. They're making more money making television now than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And now that we're allowing fans back in, um, you know, the, the, it's, it, 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 it's probably easier to put 2,500 to 3,000 fans in a television studio than it is to sell out the Amway Center, which holds 20 plus thousand. So, um, and I'm looking, I looked today, uh, a friend of mine called me today. Uh, she was bored at home watching TV and she said, um, did you see that Raw is coming to Orlando? And I said, yes. And she said, you know, it's $200 a ticket. I don't know too many people that are gonna go to Raw for $200 a ticket. Um, you know, it's maybe I'd a rather... few years ago because you know that's about what the prices were when I went a couple of years ago. But between a people not having as much money because of COVID and b Raw being a garbage television show, which we won't get into this week, <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody's going to pay that kind of money for a ticket. Yeah, and, and unless and you pay two hundred bucks for front row. Well, but but even for front row, okay. Three quarters of the show is spent backstage doing vignettes. Right. So there's very little wrestling, at least if you went to a house show. Okay. Not a TV show, but a house show. It's match after match after match. It's there's, there's very little promo. There's no, hardly any promo work other than the ring announcer telling you what you're going to see that evening. And maybe the main event cuts him off and, and they set up the main event that night, but it's, it's seven to eight matches similar to WrestleMania. There's very little promo work in WrestleMania. It's match after match after match because we've got 16 matches we got to get through. Um, you know, that's worth $200. But three quarters of, of the night watching Sonya Deville and, and, uh, and, and the other moron figure out, uh, you know, what they're going to do. Adam Pierce figure out what they're going to do this week um, and who they're going to allow wrestle where and how and who and what they're not doing it in the ring. So you're, you're spent $200 to sit front row to look up at a big screen. Right. I agree. I can do that at home. And you know, while, while the NBC universal buying WWE sounds like the more ideal, there's a lot of fun fantasy ideas that come along with Disney buying WWE because we're also in the age of cinematic matches. Now, can you imagine a cinematic match happening in Disney? Oh, absolutely. Or absolutely. That you could have that. There could be literally, you know, in those cinematic matches, you have crossovers where some of the superheroes come to life. You know, if you're going to keep the, if you're going to keep a product PG and aim it towards kids, then Disney is the right way to go. But I would say if NBC is planning on buying them, I also have a feeling you're going to see them step back a little bit on the PG rating. Um, the, the biggest aspect out of this for me with the whole Disney buying them though, is the possibility that we might see WWE invade the impact zone. <laughs> well, you know, here's, here's one other thing that makes, uh, Disney, uh, slightly more appealing than universal or either. I mean, when you think about it, either one of them would be appealing from this standpoint. If either one of them bought WWE, the amount of outside projects that would open up for mm -hmm. the wrestlers, um, you know, movie making and television making uh, would be would be astronomical Absolutely. and they wouldn't be held back now by the WWE. And, 
you know, with Disney owning, like you mentioned, Marvel and Disney owning Star Wars and Star Wars having all these different spinoff uh, TV shows on the on the Disney network, like Mandalorian, which Sasha Banks was a part of, um, you know, and I know Cody Rhodes wants to be involved in in the other uh, the Boba Fett one that's coming out. Um, there's there's a lot of different aspects to that. Who's to say that if either company bought it, that now their paycheck, the, the, the checkbook wouldn't be big enough to afford, I don't know, CM Punk, right? who doesn't want to work for Vince McMahon, right? but might come back and work for somebody else, especially, right. especially if he could get a movie deal in, in a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie. Right. And you know this from being a writer for WWE yourself. Both of these companies also have a plethora of insanely talented writers who CM Punk has also very, been very adamant on the fact that he's not coming back unless the idea is good and it sounds fun. You can't tell me that between one of the two companies, they don't have enough writers that can come up with something good for him. Well, here's the thing. Um, and I've, and I've talked to about this with a couple people. I think Disney needs to find somebody um, that is going, that knows the business number one. And if 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 I was the one doing it, I would surround myself with wrestlers for writers, mm-hmm. not storyline, not TV writers. If there's one thing that WWE now has taught us, including my my good friend Freddie, hi Freddie, <laughs> um, including my good friend Freddie, uh, that TV writers and movie writers don't necessarily know wrestling. No. And I would, if, if I was going to be doing it, <coughs> Bob, hi, Mr. Riger, how are you? Um, uh, if I was shameless going plug. to be, <laughs> shameless plug, if I was going to be doing it, I would surround myself with wrestlers for writers, because one thing that I think AEW had going for it, and, and still, still does to a, to a large extent, is the guys that are in charge and the guys that are coming up with the ideas each week are actual wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why AEW, to me anyways, is a lot more appealing lately than the WWE product. And I think it's because they have wrestlers doing the storyline ideas. Um, you know, that's not to say that Tony Khan obviously is not um, putting his his two cents in it and, and and his hands on with everything, but I think he does take a lot of um, advice and and uh, and does lay heavily on the knowledge of a Chris Jericho, a Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, Kenny uh, Kenny Omega. I think he 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 does lean on them as as well he should um, for their guidance. Uh, there isn't much that Chris Jericho hasn't done. Um, and, and he's wise beyond his years and, and he's, he's a genius, uh, in this business. So it's people like him and minds like that. Um, you know, it's minds like road dog, Jesse James, it's minds like Shawn Michaels, uh, it's minds like triple H who probably wouldn't want to be a part of it, but it's minds like his that I would want to surround myself with, um, if I'm Disney, because I don't think Disney's going to want to have Disney people running whatever they purchase. And Universal is going to want Universal people running whatever they purchase. So whoever that person winds up being, they're going to need to surround themselves with uh, people who know wrestling because chances are both Disney and Universal don't have anyone 
you know, under contract right now in their company, <clears throat> other than me, uh, yeah. that that has that knowledge um, right. and, 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 you know, has been around it. And I don't even think I would have been around it, uh, you know, long enough to say I'm, I'm an expert, but I, I know what I don't know. So I know who I'd want to surround myself with to make myself better and make the company better. Right. And I think that's where you're going to see if the company does get sold and it goes to either NBC or Disney. I don't think you're going to see everybody in the higher ups of staffing be released from WWE. I think you're there. I think they're going to give a decent amount of them a chance to stay if they can prove their worth. I don't see anybody. I don't see people like Triple H or Stephanie leaving. I feel like they'll stay and they'll work with them. Um, you know, just so they can have that aspect of the family that, you know, because Disney loves a good story. They're going to want to keep that aspect of the family that originally started the company still working side by side with them. So you're not going to see Triple H's family leave. I don't think you're going to see Triple H's posse of like Road Dog and Shawn Michaels leave. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see guys like John Laurinaitis be let go. If you see guys like even possibly Bruce Pritchard, because he might be Vince's guy, but he might not be NBC's or Disney's guy. But I think you're going to see some of the family members. You're going to, I think you'll still see Shane be allowed to stick around in maybe a talent aspect or maybe working with them as well. There's, there's going to be some of the staff that sticks around because they're going to also need people that already know what they're doing. You're not going to see someone like William Regal be let go. Uh, no. you know, those are, those are the people that find the talent. And those are the people that, you know, those are the people of the newer generation. And I say newer generation when Triple H is in his fifties, but the newer generation of staffing that are actually trying to make the product better. And I think either company that buys them out is going to want to do business with those people. And, and that goes to what I was just saying. I, I would surround myself with the William Regals and people like that, because obviously they, they've been in the business for you know, decades and know uh, a lot more than, you know, what the guy at the top may not know, Um, you know, and, and also if you think about when WWE agreed to transition the network to Peacock, it didn't happen overnight. It actually took several, several months before that was happening. And the reason for that was the people that were running it on the WWE side needed to help transition the Peacock side and show them what they were doing and, and, and transition everything. You don't just hand over the keys. If, if WWE sells tomorrow, uh, Disney is not taking it over tomorrow. When Disney acquired Fox, we didn't take over Fox for over a year. There is a transition period. So it's not like Vince McMahon is going to go away overnight. Um, but it's not like he's going to be here forever. There's going to be a transition period uh, of probably a year to a year and a half. And then I think you're going to see those main guys phase out. And like you were saying with John Laurinaitis, he's director of talent relations. Realistically, he can be replaced by just about anybody mm-hmm. um, because all he is is a, a director. Or he's, a manager. Or, yeah, know. he's a, you go here. You're signed on to do LA law. You go over here. He's, you know, he's, he's just a, a paper shifter. Right. Um, so his role is not, uh, is not um, something that can't be filled overnight. Absolutely. Well, either way, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. I have a feeling we're probably not going to get like a solid answer for, okay, it could be within the next year, maybe. Because I you know, obviously they don't even know what's going on yet, but they know they're trying to set up for something. So it'll be interesting to see. Rob, I want to thank you for your time yet again uh, tonight. You know, it's always great talking with you. 
guys, hopefully Lee, Lee, he's out. He had surgery. He's going to be out for a little bit. Hopefully he heals up as soon as possible. We miss him. We want to send our best wishes and hope he heals. And in the meantime, Rob, you We're spoiler the free is, is the, the way, way to be. be. We're out. We're out. We're out.